Hello and welcome to the One Football Podcast. So the Women's Football Podcast is back, we have returned and this week we're doing things a little bit differently as it is actually going to be a one-on-one interview between myself and Amber Keegan-Stobbs who is returning to the podcast for a bit of a chat about everything that's been going on recently and we're going to talk about a few of the biggest transfer rumours that are going on across European football right now. It's great to have you back on the podcast. First up, how is your summer going and your pre-season? I know on Instagram you've been posting about how you're in pre-pre-season almost. How's it all been going? Um, hi, thanks for having me on. Um, Angelina as well. But uh, no, um, summer and pre-season or pre-pre-season, let's say, has been going really well. Um, I know last time we spoke I was at Palace and, and now I've changed clubs and it's all new and exciting and there's a big challenge ahead this year. So what I've done is try to put myself in the best position to do the best I can for myself and for the team. And um, I had an injury last year that went on for quite a while. It was on and off for a year and a half, so the last two seasons. But as soon as season shut down um, with Palace, I kind of said, right, I'm going to have to give my t- myself X amount of time um, away from the pitch and just doing the strength work and, and get this settled. And I think I've hopefully, fingers crossed, and it feels good so far, um, I've done that and then I had four weeks to prep so I, I did a pre-pre-season plan which for people are probably they're probably thinking pre-seasons to get ready for games so what's a pre-pre-season but it's just to get in good shape and hit the ground running when you come in with the team especially a new team um, kind of I, I feel like I've got a lot to prove a lot to do in pre-season to kind of establish myself at a new club so uh, yeah it's all been going well. Good, I'm glad to hear it. Now, like you touched on, things have changed slightly since we last spoke on the podcast. You have, of course, joined Watford. A big congratulations to you. What made you decide to join the club? Um, quite a few things. This came up in my interview with them as well. It, it, I know for years it's been a great club. Um, they've obviously just got promoted to the championship, but they've been knocking on that door for a few years and been quite unfortunate with the current climate and things that it, it didn't happen sooner. Um, no secret that I'm good friends with Helen Ward, the captain, the club captain uh, that made it kind of easy to get the conversation started and have someone on the inside that I really trust their opinion and can kind of get the ball rolling in that sense but as soon as I met Clinton, the manager, I thought this is the place that I know I'm going to be That was uh, there was still a lot of work to do for the decision and things to get over the line but I was like I just had that feel Um, it's a great club with big ambitions on and off the pitch, I think you know, it's well known that they've got a good family environment and that they're very inclusive and kind of football's everyone's game there and just kind of a club that I've seen for for ages now on social media, all the campaigns they do, everything they do um, with the community and things like that. It's just a nice place to be. Um, and then, of course, you've got the on-pitch football goals that they've got this season and, and the people they're bringing in and kind of their aims and and targets that they want to get through. And hopefully I can be in addition to that and, and help us drive forward. Good, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Now, obviously, you were at Crystal Palace. Was it a bit sad saying bye to, you know, like, I know you've got a few friends there and stuff. Yeah, listen, it's never um, too easy leaving a club that I, I did love my time at Palace. Um, there, I've got, like you said, I've got good friends there, got on really well with the manager and things like that. But I... Um, I'm really excited about Watford. So kind of as soon as I knew what was happening, as soon as I knew what was 
on the table it was like right looking forward now and, and the one made thing made it I would easier say, yeah it makes it easier but the one thing I would say that probably was the the sad bit for me actually was kind of leaving a place that I knew everyone understood me we've had really open conversations um, my mental health was shared through the club and and it was the first time I'd ever been a felt able to be myself on and off the pitch with you know kind of people understanding me I'm having a bad day this and this and that and um I've made the biggest steps in my mental health recovery at that club with sharing my story getting out there speaking to a room full of all my teammates and the staff which I did um last season and and the first time I'd spoke openly in front of a group of people because podcasts are different and so articles and stuff like that and and I felt so supported I think that was I, that didn't hit me until you know it was official and I sort of left the group chat and things like that I was like oh yeah and I put a group chat message in saying thanks for everything look this has been the most important season for me mentally and, and I really appreciate it and then I was reading that out and I was like oh getting choked up so that was a difficult thing um if I'm being completely honest obviously I'm really excited about the the, the new season and being part of a new club and and I think it's a perfect fit for me so kind of onwards and upwards and yes there it was a bit difficult and not to sound ruthless but now uh, my loyalties lie with Watford and I'm, I'm ready to go with them. Exactly it sounds pretty exciting for you Um I mean you've spoken before um, about your mental health and discussions that you've had about this with different clubs in the past you know like the positive experiences that you've had and maybe you know situations where it's been a little bit you know tougher for you but this time around was surely different because like you say, you've shared your story with the world. So with that in mind, did you feel more comfortable knowing that when you're walking in there, they'd probably already read articles or listened to interviews about this topic? Yeah, um, I think so. And like I say, now the world's a different place to um, be open about mental health, to be honest. Mm. I think if we were looking about when I signed my first contract um, back at Reading in 2016, uh, or 15, 16, it, w- it wasn't that case on social media and people weren't coming forward. So I think those people have made it easier for me and, and the, the more conversations in public. And I, I do feel like, actually, I was thinking, oh, I don't want this to be, you know, the elephant in the room. Like, everyone's read my articles, yeah. but no one wants to speak to me about it and no one wants to mention it to me. Um, I met Clinton for an initial meeting and he had said to me, oh, I've seen your your article that, that came out, you know, that that's really good, or or since since we spoke and stuff like that. And, and I was like... Oh, okay yeah like thanks and I was a bit like okay he's mentioned it but my head was just like let's get this let's get this sort of done and let's yeah. get on board and stuff like that but actually saying that I um you know we've been in this week and I, I asked to speak to Clinton before a training session and said look I just want to um make sure you're aware because yeah there's things out there that I've put out there and I've been very open in some things but you might not know where I'm at now or or how I'm gonna be as a player at your club and things like that I said in my whole career of, you know, well, professional career, but even when I was younger and stuff, I've missed one week of, of training due to it. Um, and that was at Palace last year. And um, after that week, I was back in and everything like that. But, you know, I am just like anyone else and I'll do what I can. And if I do have a problem, I'll raise it with you and I'll be a bit more open about it. But I just didn't want it to be the elephant in the room because I'm everyone's aware of it, but I haven't spoke directly to you about it. And we had a really good conversation and, and look, I, I knew that the club's great and I get the feeling and, and know that he's a great person as well. So it was a really normal conversation. He said, going forward, if there's anything you want us to do, let me know. And actually, I've got a new ambassador role coming out um, 
pretty soonish that I mentioned to him because I said, look, just let you know I'm going to do this. And he said, great, let us know what we can do to help that. And it's just, it, it just went really well. And I didn't need to have that conversation because he was already switched onto it, like you said, um, with probably read articles or, or, or listened to things. And I'm sure some of my teammates have as well. Um, but I'm at a different place now. And he, he was really welcoming about it and said, nope, fully understand. I think it just makes it a bit easier for me to feel settled. Yeah. Um, and probably for the club not to kind of not to think any different of it that I've got it out there but I don't want to speak about it with them yeah definitely I I get where you're coming from with that I mean how have things been for you since you've shared your story because I know you know I've seen online that the response has been great I know that the response from you speaking on our podcast was really good as well so I was just wondering how have things been since that um they've just like honestly I it's just been a whirlwind like of positivity mm. yeah and I haven't regretted anything I've said I haven't ever thought oh should I have said that or should I put that out like everyone knows my story and things like that it's just been really positive and I think kind of look statistically um there's a lot of people that have dealt with mental health whether it's similar different there's th- things people have dealt with that I've never experienced and wouldn't be able to fully understand till I'm in their shoes mm. and things like that but I think as as we know as a as um as people like you can't get away from it and I learned the the harsh lesson of you know I'll get better if I make those improvements and face it head on and work with it and kind of things like that but since sharing my story it's honestly been great I feel like I've I know I said this last time but I can completely be myself um it's opened doors for me to kind of do some work so right now I work with a charity called if you care share which is amazing um, and like last season, I did 14 um, workshops with girls academies in England. So I spoke to uh, the WSL One academies on on Zoom because of it, because of COVID and stuff, and talked to them about my experience. Did a presentation about um, mental health in football, and kind of the the easiest way for me to share and talk about it was to share my experiences, but then kind of look back and this is what I've done to change, and this is where I think I kind of fell a little bit at the hurdles and things like that um which I wouldn't have been able to do any of this work with those girls because there's 14 academies of of the young girls um it's quite a lot of people we were talking about the number of people that we've we've been able to speak to about it um and alongside my experience and now I guess sharing my stories opened that door it just kind of opened more doors to helping people so it's kind of I feel like I'm um that's my dream you know that's that's my aim in life is to help other people take my experience and kind of turn it on its head and and help other people which by speaking about and being open I've managed to do which is great yeah that's brilliant um obviously this is a podcast but obviously I can see you at the moment whilst we're talking (laughs) you've got a big smile on your face when you're talking about it and it's um it's great and I'm so happy that um everything has been so positive and that this is now opening this door for you to essentially you know like do something so amazing in helping somebody who could be struggling or you know maybe needs that that arm around the shoulder and that you're going to be there to to give that it's it's going to be great um along with the the move to Watford it's all all good things happening um of course when you um you know now being at Watford you'll be reunited with Helen Ward you played with her at Reading how excited are you to be back playing alongside her I'm so excited um as a mate as a player she's our captain as well and it's just I think you know she's a really good mate she's a good player she's Mm. definitely a good captain I've seen that in the in the few weeks that 
kind of been on board and things like that. Um, just really excited. It actually, again, for those that are listening, can't see me, I'm smiling massively because <laughs> me and Hell's gotten really well when I was at um, Reading. I was a youngster then. She was uh, already at Reading. Kind of, she was, you know, established name in the leagues and things like that. And she just kind of took me under her wing. But I think that's quite unusual because we would have been competing for a starting spot together against each other sometimes. Um, mm. She's, She would have said then, you know, um, we were definitely kind of training against each other in, in some stuff, but she always backed me, was always nice, and I think that's really rare to get. I'm not saying that anyone's going to be horrible to someone, but she went above above and beyond to look after me um, in my first professional year and uh, made it an easier year for me. And actually, she didn't know back then, but this is my worst mental year and things like that, but... Mm um in football so she's you know really excited again off the pitch good mate um someone's opinion I trust really highly which is obviously um a reason that I got on the phone to her about the potential of Watford and we used to link up well in training uh we never got the chance to properly link up in you know consecutive games and things like mm. that um which was a shame but I feel like we both feel like yeah we're going to relive that now and we'll do it properly so fingers crossed we, we link up well um and for instance, like I messaged her today being like, I'm seeing you tomorrow because we've, we, she's um, been away for a little bit of the pre-season. And I was like, just buzzing to see her again because with COVID and stuff, I've been a while since I've seen my mate anyway. Oh, good. That's so good. And it, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure fans will be excited to see you guys linking up. And it's, yeah, it's going to be, yeah, it's great to, it's great to have, you know, a person like that, that you get to play alongside, that you, is your friend, you respect, all of that good stuff. Um Watford have been promoted to the Championship, of course. Are there any particular games you're already eyeing up that you're excited for the new season? I am excited for all games. I know that people will probably be saying how you're feeling for playing Palace and stuff yeah. like that. I'm just as excited for that game as the other ones. I think we've got a big year ahead of us. Um, like you said, we've just been promoted, so not necessarily going to be an easy ride, but I don't think it's going to be an easy ride for anyone in Championship. Mm. I think it's going to be, uh, you know... Um, a very unpredictable season and I think all we can do is focus on us and take each train session each game and, and strive for the goals that we're going to set as a team and as a club um, so I'm really excited for every game honestly like just excited for the pre-season friendlies I just want to get get them going and and um, I said it's been a while since I've looked forward to training this much like even for tomorrow night I actually text someone earlier being like I just want it to be tomorrow night at seven <laughs> which is wild because I'm thinking right Amber you've got to get through two days here and you've got stuff to do get your <laughs> get your real life head on but I do feel like a bit like a kid um, that's good so yeah every game and and stuff I'm excited for brilliant um you you spoke about the number 10 position quite openly how you enjoy p- playing in that area of the pitch how determined are you to prove yourself there and will you be after a number 10 shirt as well? <laughs> no, so we've settled the shirt number. Um, you'd say that as well. I, number 10 for Watford is Helen Ward, so I wouldn't yeah. even go anywhere near that. <laughs> um, that's not a problem for me. I enjoy the position. Um, I do prefer any of the midfield positions anyway. I think I'm better at a 10 than I am in the other positions. I think mm. it is my best position. Now you said it's about proving that. And don't get me wrong, I know there's been a lot of hype about me playing as a number 10 fair. They put in my interview, I'm thinking, oh gosh, like, you know, Fresh I've got the pressure on. on now to prove myself. But look, ha- having said that, I do understand this is a team game. And if someone else is playing better in that position or someone else is proving themselves, then that's the way it goes in football. If I need to take one for the team, which I'm sure 
you're aware of, I've been doing quite a lot in my career anyway. Mm. I played um, wing back from uh, wing back for Charlton um, in the year before I gave up for a little break. So that will tell you something there. <laughs> and then I, I played right back last season for Palace, even though I signed for them as a number 10. So I am hoping I can prove myself and I'll do everything I can. Um, but I do know football's a team sport and I'm not going to spit my dummy out if I don't play 10. Yeah, of course. You don't strike me as the type that's going to be uh, having a diva moment kicking off, to be honest. So. Uh, yeah, thanks. That's actually probably really <laughs> the nice thing someone said. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, and And look, I am always... You know, there's times where I've played out of my position and someone else is playing in my position and genuinely I'll go up to them before the game and say, like, smash it, just play confidently. I'm not one to bring others down because I'm not in that position or anything like that. So we'll see what we'll see what happens. I mean, we've got a few we've got quite a few weeks till season um, and then I'll do what I can. Yeah, well, I've got my fingers crossed for you, I'll be honest. Um, maybe once things have calmed down with uh, COVID and everything, I'll be getting down uh, getting down to one of the games once uh, once fans are back and everything properly and see see how you're looking in that number 10 role. A hundred percent. We've got some exciting things coming as a club anyway, and I think they're, they're going to speak um, for themselves in how the club are taking the women's game and things like that. So I know you'll definitely be down at a game. Um, and you're right, the question is whether I'll play 10 or not. But at this stage, look, there's a lot of hype about 10, but I've still got to prove myself in the starting 11, um, mm. to be honest with you. That's that's kind of, nothing's a given, is it? So mm. um, I'll probably focus on that first. Yeah, get, get that bit done and then maybe think about that. I've, I've got every confidence that you'll be fine, though, 100%. Yeah, um, I mean, you've spoken about one of your main motivations for making the move being the work that you can do on and off the pitch. You know, you, you're getting into what I would imagine, you know, a really interesting point in your career, you know, making this move that you are so excited about, feeling as good as you're feeling with your pre-pre-season and all of that type of stuff. You know, what are your main hopes for this chapter of your career? Um, I would like to, you know, enjoy... It would, Sorry. It would be easy to say, you know, like enjoy every game and everything like yeah. that. Football doesn't work that way, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So I would be able to, I would like to say my, my one aim, which probably sounds quite negative, is to be available for each game and kind of keep a healthy, because especially the year and a half of injury I've just had at Palace, kind of keep a healthy thing and yeah. be able to give everything into each game. And the, the aims that I sort of set is to walk off that pitch or that training pitch, game pitch, wherever I can know that I've given 100%. They're sort of the smaller aims in that. And you're right, it is probably the latter stage of my career and things like that. I always aim to finish on a high, not saying that I'm finishing this year, but I wouldn't, I don't want to just accept one good season for my last season. So, so God knows how long I'll play until I prove that point. Um, but the work on and off the pitch, like you said, is, is big motivator because yes, I love football and yes, it's been a massive part of my life, but I kind of have learnt in that, especially lately it's a good stage to do the stuff that you want to so for Mm. instance the mental health that work that I wanted to and getting my story out there it's helped me do that and hopefully helping other young players or young people old older players older people whoever um but as it's a good club I'm sure hopefully we'll have some conversations about how I might be able to help around that sort of stuff and the mental health for our club or for our teams and and things like that there's just so much kind of that I want to do as a person in life as well um you know not just play football I mean you know championship levels you've got to have a full-time career which I do and then I do the um ambassador 
kind of role and then I work with the charity and then I do another ambassador role for a charity equity sport and been in a lot of plays uh, <laughs> yeah I run like equal focus football the girls football kind of company that I have there is a lot of plates and I think then I want to do everything I can on the pitch and then sort of start start um finalizing what I am going to go into and what I am going to do off the pitch and, and just mm. do everything everything I do I want to do it as well as I can yeah <laughs> Good. That's that's a, a good kind of way to look at things, definitely. Um, you know, talking about Watford and you are one of a few signings uh, this summer. Do you feel like there's a good atmosphere around the club about the new season, new faces, all that type of stuff? Yeah, definitely. Um, and I mean, they've made the signing announcements that they have, but obviously we've been in pre-season and stuff and it's a very good vibe. Um, there's more good faces and kind of I think we'll we'll do what we can um to be the best we can I think it's got that vibe about it yeah um it's got you know at the moment it's early on in pre-season we're all obviously there new there's new there's old faces but it's just really been an an easy click and kind of like I've I've said to people that this is this is the feeling that you want isn't it going into the first and second week of pre-season this is the feeling you want as a team like so accepting from the older um, the old faces to the new faces and kind of like mixing in the, there doesn't feel like there's any sort of segregation you know we're doing the fitness test and you've just met a few of these people before and everyone's like cheering you on and just mm. it's just honestly like a, it is a really good atmosphere um, and I think like I said the club's got some good things and, and that will, will be coming out and I think it just shows how how much they're back in um, mm. the women's team and, and taking it seriously so it, yeah, it's just really good. Yeah, you've you've spoken about aiming high and like what you've just touched on about how the club really do take the women's team seriously. Do you think that this group that you're with has the potential to perhaps at some point be competing at the top with the likes of you know maybe a Durham or a Liverpool? Do you feel like there's that potential with this group? It's so early on, um, to be honest. But having been in the championship, I I do know that it's unpredictable and you've had teams that are sitting at the bottom all season and then go away and do what some people would say is a surprise result against a big team so I wouldn't write anything off mm. um, the reason I'm being coy about it obviously is because I think we have to be realistic in our our aims and views but we don't get me wrong we're not going to turn up to a game and say oh you know it's a top team so let's hang on here and yeah. not back ourselves we're going to back ourselves of course um, I think there's a lot of things that go into football and go into the result of one game, whether that's things that happen on the day, whether that's things like there's just so many things that go into it. Um, and one of them is the atmosphere and one of them is the team vibe. And, and right now, you know, early on, I back that already. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't I would say we're just going to aim for to get the job done where we can and if there's a possibility to do it, then I'm, I'm hoping we will. And I know that we'll go into it 100 percent. So mm. I wouldn't write anything off. Good. I like I like that that you know you're going to back yourselves and you know you've you you're in a new league. Yeah, there, there might be challenges, but I think when you've got that positive mindset of thinking we're not just going to sit here and be like we're the new kids. Those guys might be on paper a little bit better than us, but no, you're going to go in guns blazing and go for it. That's what that's what I like to hear. I'm excited to yeah. see uh, to see what happens in the season. I mean, we are in the middle of a transfer window. Um, 
So I thought whilst I've got you, I'd get your thoughts on some of the biggest moves that have been made so far, you know, across the, t- the top leagues in Europe. But it'd be great to get your opinion on something that's been distressing me quite a lot as a Man United fan in Manchester City because they've been making some big signings that I am not happy about. Um, <laughs> just kidding, obviously. But obviously, um, Vicky Lozada from Barcelona, Khadija Shaw from Bordeaux, which was a real thorn in my side, I'll be honest. Uh, Ruby Mays from Arsenal. Um, what do you think about these signings? And do you feel like Chelsea will be facing a tough title defence? Looking at this Man City team, because it's looking good. I'm not happy, like I say. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so even those names, like looking at it now, uh, Lozado, I mean, watched her boss the Champions League final um, as Barcelona's captain. And I think she genuinely ran the show. But I actually remember her at Arsenal when I was in WSL 1. Um, you know, obviously she left five years ago. So you've got to think about, at Arsenal, I was like, she's a player. Yeah. Right, and she's gone away five, yeah, five years. I mean, she came in as a player. Yeah, I mean, it was like, okay, Lozado's going to Arsenal, but I'm just saying, like, you, I played against her, or, or you know, our teams would have played against her, and was like, yeah, she's, she's, well, very, very decent. So I think, what is she going to come back like? Because she's gone away for five years, been captain of Barcelona. Won the Champions League, yeah. Watched that and won everything, and I watched that game, and I was like, "Oh, I remember her. Yeah, geez, like you know, not I knew who she was, but like, oh, it's all coming back to me now when when Eva when she was in WSL and things like that. Um, so that she bossed that game, and it is scary to think if you're going to play against Man City, it's definitely scary, but great for them. Obviously, she's always a tough player to Mm. kind. She's always a player in the WSL that you were like, oh, they've got that one, they've got that one. Like you know, the silos in the mix. So that that's a great signing for them. And then talking about like Shaw, um, kind of, you know, she's a goal scorer, isn't she? Yeah. And (laughs) that's why I can see your face like that. But (laughs) the other thing is, she's a goal scorer. Um, and also looking at her reasons of joining the club and stuff like that. As if you want a goal scorer and someone that's going to come in and make a difference and obviously get on the score sheet and stuff, she's actually made a point of she's excited to play with Man City style of football. Yeah. So if you've got a goal scorer that's coming in and, and confident they're going to fit in that system and excited to play that style of football, it makes it even more exciting for the yeah. club to have signed her. Do you know what I mean? It's like mm. she knows why she wants to be there, and, and I mean. Yeah, I think I think uh, <laughs> I just feel bad speaking about this because you're like, yeah, I know, yeah, I know. great. But yeah, that's that's another great signing for them. Yeah. And let's let's be honest, like they're a great team anyway, and they've got oh, these 100%. additions. So that's probably why you do look more mm. scared. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Ruby Mace as well. Obviously, she's a young quality player. Um, I know Man City already do well with their youngsters, so she's signed like as a 17 year old for a three-year contract even by the end of that three-year contract you know she'll still be 20 which is young yeah uh, makes me feel quite old <laughs> but um it's just the the for her obviously she was at Arsenal she went on loan to Birmingham um probably for her it's getting a long-term challenge to push push to push her um because you know it's just it's just I just think like she's 17 and you know even seeing her score that um, late winner for Birmingham to rescue them, like an important point, you know, when she was on loan from Arsenal. So now she's probably thinking um, it's a long-term goal. She, look, even her training in that environment, I'm sure she's going to flourish and, and do really well. But, yeah, I think it is going to be a great season for 
Man City and and to answer the question about Chelsea, I think, yeah, it's going to be a tough um, time defending the title, but I think they would probably hold their hands up and say it's, it's never an easy journey anyway. And I think they're always quite, you know, Emma Hazen, that's always quite good and realistic about the, the challenges they're going to face with that target on their back. But yeah, I would put, um, I'd put Man City up there, but there's a lot of clubs that have made good changes. And like I say, and like I live by, football's quite unpredictable. So um a lot of things kind of make a, a football club and, and team run smoothly. So it'll be an exciting season to watch. It will be. And I feel like this as well, especially with what happened in the Champions League, you know, you've gone out to Barcelona, you then go and sign one of their players. It's really a very exciting statement of intent. Um, I think exciting statements of intent for the, for the men and the women's team in, in Europe and how they've been, uh, the moves that they've been making. But yeah, I'm very... As, as a football fan, I'm very excited to see how they do in the league. I'm I'm already excited for Chelsea City. Um, and yeah, I'm just nervous. But as like I say, as a football fan, taking away the bias, um, I'm interested to see what they do in the Champions League. I've got a good feeling um, about how they're going to perform. I think it'll be interesting. Um, but I mean, talking about other moves that have been made, um, Nikki to Paris... She's made the move from Lyon to Arsenal. Are you looking forward to seeing her back in the Women's Super League? Yeah, definitely. I think it's great to get um, big names in the Super League. I know she's come from the Super League, gone abroad yeah. and come back. But when you're talking about any of these players, it's like, OK, good. We want, we want, the, we want the WSL to grow here. We want the, the game to progress as it is. And I think having these big names and these quality players obviously helps with it. But um, talking about Nikita Paris, obviously, she's gone abroad um and got more experience probably growing as a person as well as a player and and achieved all these things um I know that she'll come back she's got to come back a different player with more experience under her belt Uh, I think she's got the 33 goals in 53 appearances she's won the Champions League as part of the treble in 2019 like it's just wild the experience she would have got going abroad yeah um and I think if you watch her kind of her release and her signing news and things like that she's really excited about coming uh, coming coming back and kind of signing for Arsenal, which I think's obviously always been a huge club. Um, mm. And I think she's made a statement that she wants to kind of achieve the domestic titles and kind of compete in the Champions League here. Mm. Um, so I think, it, yeah, it's just exciting. If you think about um, she's she was a great player or she was a great player when she left England and she's gone and got more experience. It's just mm. similar to what I was talking about. Like you just add another dimension to your game when you're achieving things in different leagues. Yeah. I think. Um, so now she's come back, it will be really exciting to see um, how she fits in. And, and I could be wrong, but is she wearing the 14 shirt? I think I'm not a hundred percent. I think so. Well, if she is slipping back into England in the 14 Arsenal shirts, just yeah. madness, <laughs> isn't it? That's an iconic shirt anyway. So it's exactly. just going to add to it. So, yeah, I mean, talking about Paris making the move from Lyon, we've seen Lyon making some very big moves. We've spoken about it with some of our guests in the other podcasts. Um, They've posed a few PSG players, (laughs) despite the fact that PSG have just, of course, won their first title. Massive congrats to them. Were you surprised to see so many players kind of making the jump, considering PSG have just won the league? Because I know previously on the podcast we were talking about, you know, Lyon have that history and... So you can't buy history at the end of the day and, you know, maybe players have thought, you know, I want to go to Leon because they are, you know, the biggest team when it comes to 
women's football in Europe and what they stand for and what they represent and all of this type of stuff. So did you think it was weird that they've made the move or or not? And kind of what are your expectations of this new season in France? Because Lyon are going to be back with vengeance, I would imagine. Yeah, definitely. Look, I it's a bit hard not hard for me to answer that question but um the, the thing is like there's so many things that can make a player happy at a club and there's so many things that can attract a person to a club yeah. so previously in my experience and again not to make it about me but for instance when I walked away from uh Everton in WSL1 and I went down to West Ham in third league people on the outside being like well what's that about you know yeah. WSL1 versus third league but no one except for that person making the decision knows why or what's made them want that decision or anything mm. like that. So I would never say I'm surprised with a decision because I think we never know the the, the reasons or we never know yeah. the full things. But don't get, not to say it in a negative way, that doesn't even compare. But what I'm saying is, like, Leon, it, it's just... It, that comparison probably makes it sound like I'm comparing the actual two but what I'm saying is we all made decisions that people probably question yeah and definitely. I wouldn't question this one yeah because obviously Leon like you're saying powerhouse and what they stand for as a club and and things like that um and they're obviously doing something right to get the players in the door so mm. us here we might be surprised by it we might not we might think that's a good move some people might think why would they leave uh you know well they've taken some players from PSG and stuff like that but I always think it's I'm never surprised by moves because mm. I've been um, I've known other players, you know, bigger name players and stuff that have made moves for certain reasons. So it's a bit, in my experience, I know that it's been cracking on now that I've made so many moves and stuff like that. But um, not really that surprised, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, you could say that they're surprised when PSG has just won, won the league and things like that. But what about the players' individual challenges? What about where they want to push themselves? What about them getting in different um, environments or and things like that? Yeah. Um, and as much as PSG are a good team, if Leon's knocking on your door, you know, no disrespect to PSG, but I, you know, if a team like that is like you say, it ticks certain boxes, and it's Leon, you know, it's it might be hard for some people to turn that down, and and like you say, people have got to make the the right moves for them, I guess. Yeah, definitely, um, and yeah, definitely. Like it's just so difficult to say, you know why anyone would make a decision or not but obviously Leon's a mm. like uh, it sounds I feel like I sound sort of like they're taking a step back but they're not if that's no no I mean. no yeah I, I totally get what you my, mean like WSL one to third tier like it's not the same um at all but it's more so like it's just exciting I mean look at Leon and I think Leon's a club that are very well known for equality and kind of yeah. backing things and I think there was a statement from one player signing or leaving a club that said I want to be at a club that that, that values yeah and values so there you go there's your answer am I mm. surprised people are going to a club that want to treat everyone equal and, and back the women's team then no that's a mm. that's kind of like that's the reasons you want to play the game and that's the clubs you want to join especially in this era yeah. um I know that obviously an, another one of my favorite players is um Vanderdonk from Arsenal yeah uh like honestly going to Leon's just again it's just the experience of the each player isn't it like she is a player that for years has always been like oh Van Donk yep yeah here we go like tiny boots thinking this is going to be a game and, and things like that and, she, and she's a standout player and things like that so it's kind of just I'm not surprised when they when they're attracting players 
like that or the players that they have attracted and, and doing well that um, people are jumping on board and going there. Mm, definitely. I mean, you, you spoke about Everton just then, um, it, you know, like sharing your, your perspective on things. Talking of Everton, of course, Tony Duggan will be rejoining them. Are you happy to see her back at the club after an eight-year absence? I didn't even realise it was that long. Yeah, definitely. Same thing as goes that I've spoke about with the other players. It's the experience and the the I can't I don't think you could put a value on that experience of going abroad and doing that. And she's obviously gone abroad and proved herself in um more cases than one. Like her records at the club she's been at are amazing. So it's just it's exciting to have her come back and I feel like with her story as well, she's returning to uh, her club, you know, she's been mm. there. So that's really cool um, and kind of one that you'll definitely keep an eye out for. But again, you won't not be able to see her presence in the WSL. I don't yeah. think you'll get away from that. And I think it does. Again, I think Everton are making some statement signings at the moment as well. So it just makes it more exciting, like as a fan, as somebody that plays in the league below and things like that. And I've got mates um, that I've got a good mate that plays at Everton. It's just kind of like an exciting time for them. And I feel that and I hear that. So, yeah, it's really it's really good to see um, Tony Duggan returning. Yeah, it will be exciting to see her uh, back in an Everton shirt. I mean, talking, you know, obviously she's made the move from, from Madrid and talking about Atletico's neighbours, Real Madrid. They've made a very big move recently, probably one of the biggest moves in Spain with Levante's Esther Gonzalez. Um, she's moved from Levante to Real Madrid. She finished second top goal scorer in the league with 29 goals. She's going to leave a massive hole in that Levante side. And I know that Alejandro, who we have on the podcast quite a lot, um, is a Real Madrid fan and will be very excited about this news. <laughs> um but, you know, are you, are you excited to see her make that move? And are you looking forward to maybe seeing the rise of Real Madrid? Because, you know, the fact that they finished um, as well as they did in the season, I don't know if I was necessarily expecting that. I knew that, you know, their first season with the name Real Madrid, I, you know, I was, I was looking forward to seeing how they did and they kind of exceeded my expectations. And I'm now just, yeah, just to get your thoughts on how you're feeling because I'm excited to see what they bring Definitely. I mean, she's a player, she's a scorer. There's no doubt in that. And I think she, did she just get pipped for the um, top goal scorer? Just by Hermoso, um, yeah. Yeah, so putting a player like that in in a club like Real Madrid, and no disrespect to Levante, but I just mean for us as female players or fans, um, it's about, I would say it's about time these big clubs take on board and take it a bit more seriously. Yeah. So it's great that, you know, like you're saying, they did as well as they did last season and stuff like that. But now maybe it's their time to really kind of grab it and go with it. And mm. by signing a player like um, herself, you know, it's a big statement and it's exciting to see her play there and her do what she can for Real Madrid and see what Real Madrid will do in the league. But again, it's just another um, element to show that the game's taken more seriously and all these transfers and all these big moves now, they're getting more talk about them, more hype about them. Um, quality players going from one club to the other it's just kind of what you want to see in the yeah. women's game and um, I'm excited to see that rise of Madrid for sure because I think a big club making movements and hopefully striving more for the women's game I think that's been missing for years not just talking about Real Madrid but I'm talking about clubs here taking it more seriously and, and putting the the kind of backing behind it which is definitely still needed and um, 
again, there'll be clubs this year that struggle because they don't have the back end that they deserve and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a big one and it's an exciting one. And uh, again, I'm looking forward to it unfold. Definitely, me too. I think across all the leagues, there's been so many moves, I guess, moves to come definitely as well. Um, all very exciting and I just can't, I can't wait for the, to, to see Real Madrid in, in the Champions League. I feel like the Champions League is weird without Real Madrid. So I think having them, having them in it competing alongside, you know, Barcelona for the, you know, the Spanish teams, I think it'll be very, very exciting. Um, but yeah, well, thanks for chatting about some of those transfers. No, um, and hopefully there'll be a few more announcements. Um no more for Manchester City because they, they don't need them. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully there'll be uh, a lot um, a lot more exciting signings. And yeah, just again, massive congratulations for the move to Watford. I'm sure we'll catch up as the season goes on, see how you're getting on and uh, if you've got that number 10 position. But we'll, we'll, we'll bench that for a while now, but just yeah. see how you're getting on and uh, how things are going. And yeah, once again, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. So that's everything for today's Women's Football Podcast. A big, big thank you to Amber for joining me once again and to all of you for listening as always. If you've got any questions or anything to send us, it is podcast at onefootball.com and do not forget to check out SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, etc. wherever you listen to all of your podcasts really to hear more from us. Thank you.